okay, I think we're live. I think we're live. I think we're in the right group. Hello, how are we? Well, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to answer you, but I'm very well, thank you. How are you? (laughs) I'm great. I am so buzzing for how many people are in this group. It actually is just blown us away. Yeah, I know. We were like, oh, a couple hundred would be good. Okay, yeah. 1.4 thousand. I genuinely thought it would be like 200. And then me, Andy and Emma have been in the group being like, like constantly updating with the numbers. Andy's obsessed, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's literally Thank obsessed. Um, but basically, let's start with like one welcome to everyone. Uh, and we're so glad that you're here. And and hi, Karen. Good morning. And if um, if you don't know who we are, because someone's just like tagged you in the post and is like you should do this and basically your friend has pressured you into it i'm emma and this is shona hi hi um and you'll meet andy on wednesday so we're all coaches on commit six with various other things i'm sure you will get to know us over the course of the next 10 days and the reason we really wanted to create this group is like it's been it's been a tough year right (sighs) understatement (laughs) slight understatement and we thought like if we can even just like help a little bit I don't know some lols some wads get sweaty make people feel a little bit better about themselves or about the situation that they're in at the moment and have a bit of a good time before the end of the year like that's what we want to do also just like to make sure nobody feels lonely at this time Mm. if anyone is feeling lonely just post in the group I'm sure there'll be loads of people that want to chat about anything it doesn't necessarily have to be fitness um oh ollie says that he's heard you loads on the podcast this is the first time he's seen you i always yeah i always find this interesting because um i can't remember who was telling me this but they were like andy looks nothing like what i thought he would look like oh that's interesting yeah i wonder if you look like what people would think i hope you're pleasantly surprised you look lovely um okay so let's start with um what we want people to get out of the next 10 days so they've got off the top of my head the morning routine the workouts the one mile outside which like is kind of optional but I just think it's a great thing to get outside and walk every day it'll make you feel a hell of a lot better and you have to do the accountability post there's purposely no emphasis on nutrition because people are doing what they are at the moment and think there's so much around like guilt and pressure around nutrition at the moment and actually something that if anyone follows me and has been reading my stuff recently I'm really trying to push back on the fact that like exercise has its own benefits out with nutrition like it doesn't matter what you're eating to a certain extent if you're exercising that is still a benefit so don't think that and it's very easy because I've fallen for this as well like oh, if I'm not eating well, there's no point in exercising. Or if I'm not exercising, there's no point in eating well. Bullshit. Even if you didn't lose any weight, even if you put weight on over Christmas, but you're exercising more, you will be doing the world of good for your health. So they are distinctly different and have different benefits, but that's kind of what we're focusing on here is like feeling good, being accountable, being pushed with Shona's wads because they are brutal. I don't know if anyone's already done the 50s. But I think some people have already did it first well, thing in the morning. People have done it already, and it's been some really good t- scores posted. No one's yet done a hundred reps of each, and we thought that someone would. 
I can I think I can tell like the people that are gonna do that. Yeah. Who do you think will do it? I think Sarah Cannon, Hannah. Hannah, yep. Uh, Catherine. Yeah, Catherine. Yep. I mean, also now that we've said this, like you absolutely <laughs> have like, to do. I wasn't gonna. I was feeling a bit rubbish today. I was gonna do fifty, but now there's a the pressure, girls. Yeah, I think Ollie yeah. Clark. I'm calling you out. You can do that as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. Okay. So, do we want to move on a little bit, guys? If you have any questions as well, just post them here. We've also got some from the thread. Mm-hmm. Thread that always sounds a bit weird, <laughs> but the post. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the principles of commit to six, and I guess like these ten days as well. Like, hopefully, you will have found the unit section. And if you go on that, there is a template that basically has ten check boxes for each like task over the next 10 days and you tick these off if you've done them now the aim isn't to be absolutely perfect and anyone who's heard me speak before will know that I always talk about imperfect action and how that's like the real key to getting results so it isn't to have like all of these ticked off but it is to be accountable every day and to get the majority of the time them being ticks or no a lot of people like doing like no two crosses in a row like no two bad days in a row so if you do fall off the bandwagon or however you want to term it as long as you get straight back on track like that's what really matters in terms of your results mm. um do you want to add anything on imperfect action um no I think like especially this time of year like we can have an absolute fuck it mentality and a lot of people will recognize that they just think oh like I've not done this I've not done that I've I've let it all go to pot then I'm just going to give up everything and that is so not what we're about commit to six it's um it's like giving yourself like some space and looking after yourself and self-care and um and not putting too much pressure on yourself like we're all human we've all just had like arguably one of the worst years of all time so it's okay that we're we're not going to get this spot on and um it's just maybe slightly improving habits over time um so yeah not yeah. Being, being perfect is so so key to this i so do you agree with this i still think perfectionism is like used as a badge of honor a lot of the time do you think yeah. that like people sort of say oh well i'm a perfectionist like i wouldn't do it unless it's going to be perfect I think they're also like letting themselves off with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, unless it's perfect, I'm not going to do it. So yeah, it's a form of procrastination, isn't it? And Uh it's why so many people won't start. Like, and I'm not saying like your diet, but your health behaviors, or they won't start anything now because they're like, Mm -hmm. I might have Christmas Day off. So there's no point starting until January. Yeah, like it's a form of, or we get this all the time with, oh, I might do this commit six, but actually I'm going on holiday for a day during it or like my anniversary is during it so I'll wait till the next one Mm, so you're going to put off six weeks of progress for two days because you can't be perfect and it's not what it's about anyway like it isn't about being perfect it's about making the best choices in the situations that occur and I think knowing that like when we say making the best choices those choices will change depending on your values so like your values on Christmas day might be spending time with your family and enjoying good food that and your choices that would align with that will be different from like your values today which might be improving my fitness like so your choices will be different depending on the values of that day or like what your goals are at the time 
But I do think we need to sort of move away from thinking about being perfect as like the badge of honor and mm. yeah, and not not putting things off because I think the the real problem with putting things off and waiting till the perfect time is there is never a perfect time. Like there will never ever be a perfect time. And even if there was, you would pick holes in it because if you've yeah. got this perfectionist mindset, you're always looking for faults and things. So even if it was like the best time or you had the quote unquote perfect physique, like you would still pick holes in it. What you're aiming for isn't real. And I think as soon as you realize that and you're like, oh, okay, I just need to actually do some action and adapt to things as they go. Mm-hmm. Kind of what we've been doing all year. Like in terms of any businesses that have survived this year have just been like, I need to make action. I need to adapt. Yeah, I totally agree. Actually, just when you said that, um, as an aside, I am so not a perfectionist and I kind of say that as a badge of honour. Oh, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. like I love um, making arts and crafts and it's never, like the, the outcome's never really that great, but I've enjoyed the experience. So you could relate that to this, like as long as you're enjoying the experience. So it's like, the outcome won't be great. <laughs> will be your own beautiful version of what you've been trying to do yeah I think like on the one hand you've got perfectionism that results in putting things off like waiting until the gym's open so you can start your fitness regime mm-hmm. or whatever something like yeah. that like putting things off and then on the other hand you've got like almost the other extreme which is like beating yourself up because you've gone over your calories by 10 calories and you're like wow well, I may as well wait to start on Monday again and finish yeah. the rest of these like chocolates or whatever. So I think there's like the two ends of the extreme there, but like neither are useful in terms of your results. Um, okay, right. What do we have those questions up? Yeah, we do. Yep. Right. Okay. Let's have a look. So uh, first one is when is the new commit to six? next taking on client isn't that so perfect like that was literally you know what (laughs) we didn't even like we didn't even pay that person to write that (laughs) um but you can actually sign up now at www.esgfitness.co.uk but also like use the 10 days i mean obviously we would love people to sign up to commit six but if you're not signing up we still want you to get the most out of these 10 days and we still want to coach you for 10 days yeah. we still want you to have an awesome time here so if you are interested or you do have any questions about it just reach out to any of us to just chat about it if you feel like you need to or you can sign up already on the website mm-hmm. and that starts the 4th of january so this group will finish or the 10 days will finish on the friday and the group will start on the monday that'll be a busy weekend show now don't Very plan anything <laughs> uh, okay so next question is from max uh, how crucial is progressive overload? I see so many IG fitness people, Courtney Black, Sydney Cummings, who do daily random hard weighted workouts and have good muscle mass. I struggle with boring long-term programming and I love training, but do need a plan when I go to the gym, but do prefer random workouts like WOD style with weights, for example. Sorry, waffling now. That's what they said at the end. Um, 
you know what I've found? Like, see these IG people um, who post like their random workouts. That is not their actual training. Like, their training will be much more boring. Um, as you say, it will be like structured. It will have progressive overload, but it, it's not as interesting to watch on Instagram. So they'll probably have like a video of them doing a really cool exercise, and you're like, wow, are you doing that every week? No, they're not. Um, yeah, I agree with that because I've been yeah. that person like before when I could do cool exercises. Like I'm not gonna put up a video of me bench pre- pressing like quite a moderately impressive weight. <laughs> like it's not particularly interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Whereas what is cool is like some weird like workout on a bosu ball, which is, just looks odd, and you kind of want to try. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that is one point. But another point is that like, even if you're doing quite like quote unquote random workouts, who's to say you're not progressively overloading? Like you could be. And I mean, if they're building muscle mass and things, then they probably are like, sometimes I think we think too much into it. So by doing random workouts, you are guessing a bit that you're gonna be creating this progressive overload. But realistically, you're still stimulating your muscle if you're getting fitter and like if you're doing wads and you're pushing yourself to your max every time and you're getting fitter, you will be doing more reps. You will be lifting heavier weights. So you probably are progressively overloading. It's not in as structured a format, but some people simply don't need that. And I think we have to remember, I was, this is quite like fresh in my mind. So I listened to a podcast about it yesterday, but people respond differently to exercise so it's not necessarily the workout that is causing them to look amazing. Like it could, but part of it's genetics. Some people literally don't respond to hypertrophy training. Like they are called like non-responders and they turn up in the literature now and again. It's quite rare. Like you'll see it in studies. Like there will be groups of people that don't really respond. Um, and unfortunately, like there's not a hell of a lot you can do with it, but you will get on the spectrum of that. Like that's one end of the spectrum would be like hyper responders who basically just look at a barbell and put on muscle mass and then on the other end you've got people who really basically don't respond to resistance training like they've been shown that their strength will increase neurally to a certain extent so kind of like the newbie gains but they don't seem to hypertrophy which is really interesting and i mean if you're thinking oh that's me it's almost definitely not you (laughs) oh yeah that's me that's why i'm not but um it is interesting so i think we have to remember we're all on that kind of spectrum and just by merit of the fact that these women who look amazing on Instagram do look amazing on Instagram like it could be that they are kind of blessed with the way that they respond to training it's not necessarily that their training is the best way to get to where they are that makes sense so to get to the same position some people may have to really implement like a structured progressive overload program whereas others might get away with just doing like quote unquote random wads um and and actually i think a lot of the time you are still getting progressive overload from that you just haven't written it down in that way yeah and these wads that we're writing in a group they'll tend to all be full body and so you will have a push exercise a pull exercise and a lower body exercise and a core exercise and that's your whole body dealt with so um yeah there is there is thought that going to these wads isn't just like a random assortment of exercises that we've just thrown yeah exactly and I think with a lot of these things you can massively overthink it like if you are if you take this back to like the science of building muscle or fitness if you're stressing that muscle it will adapt and it will Mm -hmm. adapt in the way that you've stressed it so if it if you're using like hypertrophy type rep ranges it will hypertrophy if you're 
doing more cardiovascular work, you will get fitter in terms of your cardiovascular fitness. If you're lifting really heavy weights, you will improve your strength. Like there's specificity to it. So mm -hmm. yeah, don't overthink it, but that is such, I think that's a really good question. Yeah, great question. Um, okay, here's a good one um, that I just thought that we should address. Judith wrote, everyone seems more advanced than me, judging by the comments. I need to improve my strength. I snapped knee ligaments and I'm getting back into it. Now, Judith, you are one of 1,400 people in in this group. Um, chances are you are not, um, like not everyone else is more advanced than you. Uh, we do have a lot of people in this group that have been part of the Commit to Six family for a very long time. So um, yeah, they're going to be more vocal and they've been um, used to our style of training. So there's lots of people who are probably brand new to fitness and that is absolutely fine. There's not like, you don't have to be a certain level of fitness or um, knowledge or anything like that to be a part of this group. We want, you are just as important as, um, as everyone else. Um, and this group will definitely help you build your strength because we're going to be doing wads every day. And you'll definitely learn something because me and Emma and Andy are going to be going live several times um, throughout the next 10 days. And there is no stupid questions. There's literally not a stupid question that you can ask um, at all because um, no, there's just not. So feel free to get involved. Like you are so welcome here, just like everyone else. Yeah, I, actually, I'm so glad that you're here and I'm so passionate about new people starting exercise. You stand to make the biggest improvements out of like anyone here. Anyone that's new to exercise will make such big improvements and do, be doing so much for their health and well-being so one brilliant that you're here and well done for like taking the plunge because I know starting out is hard and I know that it might seem intimidating because some people are doing like really you know maybe someone finished the wad today in like 25 minutes and it took you 45 minutes but bloody hell if you got it done that's amazing or even mm. if you're starting and you're like I'm just going to do the 25 reps that's still absolutely incredible. Like doing something is is excellent and try not to compare yourself to others in that sense that, oh, everyone else is much better than me. Like we all started somewhere and some of us go backwards a little bit. Like I'm, I'll see people posting times I could never do at the moment because I've been injured. And, and like, that's fine because you're doing the best that you can do. And as long as you're pushing yourself, that's all that matters. So if you are struggling or you have any questions, like, they aren't stupid as Shane is saying, like just ask away. We will be more than happy to help. And there's probably loads of commit to six members in the group that can help you as well. Yeah, 100%. <clears throat> okay, so here's a good one. Um, oh, Kat's just posted in uh, the comments here. Can I ask a question please? Tips to get over mental blocks. I've hit a wall with my lifts can't seem to go any heavier now and I'm actually picking light weights for my workouts just swapped my CrossFit box and feeling intimidated by the new brackets amazing people in their tips to overcome this um oh, I didn't know you joined my CrossFit box <laughs> <laughs> sorry couldn't help it um <laughs> that definitely wouldn't be the case but anyway um okay. this is a good one for you so Shona works in a CrossFit well not a CrossFit box, but tech for all and purposes, like CrossFit box. Let's just shelf that for a second. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I do. Um, and I have been members of lots of different CrossFit gyms over the years. And yeah, I I totally get where you're at. It, it might be that you're picking lighter weights because you are 
intimidated by this new gym and you don't want to be the last person finishing the workout so you're like I'll pick a lightweight um, I'll get this finished and no one will really notice um, and that is just something that you're going to have to overcome yourself and also like have a think about is is it is the gym intimidating or are you intimidated because there is a difference um so I would just like just appreciate that you've you've just like at a stage in your journey that maybe everyone else in the class is at a different stage in your journey um and you are really fit it just might be that you've joined a you're going to a class where everyone's like really super fit um I know I know what that feels like um I've been I, at, oh sorry on you I was just gonna say I think that's a, an amazing position to be in because mm. I always when I was running tried to be in a training group where I was like the worst right because you always raise your standard to the level of the people around you if you're the fastest in your group you can become pretty lazy if you're the first one that always finishes the wads like it's quite easy to become complacent or not push yourself quite as hard if you're like middle to sort of like lower down in the level of people that are finishing and stuff like I think that's the perfect position to be in and I think the real difference between seeing other people and that motivating you and seeing other people and that demotivating you is like the growth mindset aspect of oh that's amazing I can achieve that if I put the work in compared to they're so much better than me Mm. I'll never get there Uh, which I don't like I know Kat and I know that she's not like that and I completely get that even with all these things said like you will feel a bit intimidated but I guess my point is try and use that intimidation to like fuel you like okay this is actually quite a good thing that I'm a little bit lower down in this like I'm not finishing first and this will pull me up and there's mm. that whole saying of like you're the average of the people that you hang around with or the five people you hang around with I think that's true in like many aspects of life like what you see as a norm like if it's a norm that people are lifting rx weights or whatever it is you can tell that I don't really do crossfit <laughs> if you can tell that people are rxing then that will like make you up your game, right? So I think you're in a brilliant position. And yes. yeah, I would just push yourself. The thing, the other thing, like I've been the member of a couple of CrossFit boxes or like have been to them on and off. And I think it can seem from the outside, like, oh my God, it's quite cliquey or like intimidating. But actually, as soon as you just like open your mouth and speak to someone and or even just say, like, I think sometimes saying, oh, I'm a little bit intimidated. Like the encouragement you will get from everyone. Kind of like the the person who's just commented saying, oh, I feel like I'm the only, like everyone else is a little bit more advanced than me. Yeah. Like sometimes just airing that, like, okay, that's my concern. And then having someone reassure you that it doesn't matter. And actually we're so glad that you're here because the, like you're the people that we can help most. There, there's people in this group who are so fit and yeah, they might get, some accountability here and some structure and like hopefully a couple of laughs and like enjoy it but who we can stand to help the most are the people that are quite new to exercise that's why we're so excited to have new people here who are just starting out so yeah and if if you are struggling with any of the workouts or you're like oh I've never done an overhead squat and I don't even know how to do it like we can amend these things as well so just every day we'll post up the wad and mm-hmm. if you're like worried about any of the exercises, just comment and we can offer any like alternatives. And that's that goes um, if you're injured as well and you need some swaps, we can offer swaps. There's actually a couple of people that commented on the 
morning routine post saying that they were suffering with chronic fatigue syndrome or ME symptoms. And again, like we definitely don't want to be pushing you hard. It's there's so much of a balance there. And like, firstly, so much respect to you guys because it's such a like hard thing to deal with. And knowing that exercise helps you, but too much exercise can put you back weeks and make you fatigued for days. Like there is that balance. So don't try and push yourself too hard if you're not ready to yet. No, absolutely. You can, you can choose if, if some of the, the daily habits aren't for you. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. couple of people have amended the morning routine slightly, which is fine. Yeah. Um, would you like another question? Yes. Okay. So, uh, your thoughts on stretching pre and post exercise, does this help prevent injury and warm up muscles? If you're doing active stretching pre-workout and static stretching post-workout, and then do you have any suggestions to help relieve tight glutes and lower back muscles? This is, I'm glad this came up because um, I mentioned it as, remember we were doing like the overrated, underrated things. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, And I think, I don't know if I did or someone had written stretching is overrated. Mm-hmm. And I think I agree as in, and people then kind of jump on that like, stretching isn't important at all or has no place at all that's not true but I do think sometimes it's overrated and I think the fact that like if you go back to you probably learned this at like PT school but like I remember doing it in sports science I think and it's like the principles of fitness and one of them is flexibility I'm not sure like I think flexibility to the extent that like you can do normal quote-unquote daily movements like that level of flexibility but I don't think it really deserves its space within the principles of fitness like to be able to do this like the splits or something no I I I I think it does because I mean that's a skill in itself like being able to deadlift is just another particular skill being able to do the the, the benefits of strength to like your health your life like your all-cause mortality and everything and then to put flexibility in there as well like these are like if you're looking at like strength cardiovascular fitness flexibility Mm. like I don't think they're on the same level yeah it just depends on what your particular goals are like my one of my particular goals is to be flexible yeah Um, and that's my other point is that yeah like I think the people that tend to be asking me about that like oh I've got body composition goals how important is stretching not not massively but no. if you're like, I want to improve my flexibility, how important is stretching? <laughs> Very yes. important. Like, it does. Yeah. It completely depends on your goals. Yeah. yeah. I, I personally don't stretch before exercise. If I'm doing, like, a session, for example, like, say I was going to be doing barbell squats, I wouldn't stretch. But what I would do is lots of, like, act- activation exercises or I would just get what? the muscle. glute kickbacks on the Stairmaster? No, no, no. But, like like lots of lunges and body weight squats so that the muscles that I'm about to use are really warm. Um, I might do a little bit of core stuff as well because when you're back squatting, you want to be nice and upright. You want to have like a warm core. So no, I wouldn't really do any stretching before exercise. And um, with with after exercise, I mean, again, it's not important if your goal is body composition, but if your goal is flexibility, then stick in a couple of five minutes of like static stretches afterwards it's entirely up to you yeah I agree and I think sometimes I think my real bugbear with it is like when it takes up too much of your one hour in the gym yeah. 
Yeah. So I would say like sit in front of the TV and do some stretching or like do it while you're doing something else. And as uh, Shona is saying, like we wouldn't really want you, we definitely wouldn't want you to static stretch before exercise. And that's because it reduces power output. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were going to strike static stretch, you would do it post-workout. If you wanted to do any kind of stretching before, it would be dynamic, which is effectively what Shona is saying, like body weight activation kind of movements. Uh, mm. lunges squats that kind of thing where you are stretching the muscle but you're not holding it stretched um yeah and then if you are interested in flexibility i know someone who does a yoga class who? me <laughs> oh. yeah um i mean there's lots of different benefits apart from flexibility with yoga yeah um, i mean we could talk about that a lot yeah but, but that's another question um okay so uh, there's lots of comments or uh, coming through uh on the live so i'm new to fitness having lapsed for a few years i used to train three sessions a week full body but notice now that people tend to train different areas on different days this is a good question i'm confused as to which i should do are there specific benefits to one training type over another Oh, that is such a good question. And mm-hmm. in many ways, yes. I think one of the things that we um, consider when someone's coming to work with us, obviously their goals, but let's just assume that your goal is body composition. It kind of depends how many times a week you want to train as well. So ideally, like if you were coming and you say, I can only fit in two sessions a week, it would be two full body workouts a week. So we want to hit stimulate all that muscle mass twice a week if you were like I love the gym and I want to go to the gym six days a week we'd probably split that up because if you did six full body days a week you'd end up potentially not recovering as well from each workout so you can only recover you can only adapt as much as you can recover from the workouts that you've been doing so we'd maybe split that up into push pull legs, push pull legs, or like some bodybuilder type splits might do like back day, chest day, leg day, etc. Uh, there are pros and cons to each of them, and I think like it, one, it depends on what you enjoy, what your goals are, how you like to train. Um, those was what when I said one, that was three things, but uh, those would be sort of my points. That but there isn't a particularly like right or wrong way. And when I'd be looking at it, I'd be just trying to look at obviously what you enjoy, but also stimulating your muscle mass or each muscle group frequently throughout the week. And that might change. Like if you were a power lifter, I would obviously have you squatting multiple times a week because that's an important move for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not, I might have you doing like similar movements. So it might be squat one day, but leg press another day. So you've stimulated similar muscles various times during that week. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I personally prefer like a push pull legs or like a full like several full body days but I totally agree with you like if you were doing like six full body days and say you had like just you'd done smashed legs uh, five times then you you do need to take time off like a body part Um, but yeah it's absolutely down to personal preference and what you enjoy because there's no point follow on a program because you think everyone else is but you hate it and you can't stick to it so if you um, really enjoyed three sessions of full body, then continue on. That's perfectly fine. There's See, if you looked on the internet, you could literally find a million programs, all different, and there's a reason for that. 
because everyone likes to do something different. Yeah. <clears throat> and there are like some awful programs and some much better programs, yeah. <laughs> but generally, yeah, it's kind of like, I think three full body workouts is a pretty brilliant split yeah. actually. I think mm-hmm. sometimes where people fall prey is thinking that they can, I don't know, like when they split up body parts and then it's like, well, I, I only train legs once a week and then you're not stimulating that muscle again for a whole week when actually you could be getting more benefit from stimulating more frequently or that might also increase the volume of training that you're doing that week. The other thing is like <clears throat> sometimes in a workout you'll do what's called like effectively maximally stimulating the response of that muscle. So what we do when we train is that we do create these like micro tears in the muscle so you're damaging the muscle so that it adapts to the stimulus that's been put under i.e lifting weights but if you just add more and more and more damage to that it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to adapt better and better and better so what would be in theory at least better is splitting up the volume of that leg workout into two per week or you and given that you've done that you can probably even increase the volume which we know is like a key driver to hypertrophy but you'll also improve the stimulus that you're giving and your recovery from that stimulus, which is what is actually going to make you grow muscle. So there is like, you can, yeah, basically what you're doing is perfect, but you, you probably wouldn't want to do like bodybuilder split. Mm. Yeah. Um, are there any good exercises to do at home to help with developing pull-ups? It was my main goal pre gym shutting. Thanks. That's from Amber. Um, if you've got a pull-up bar, like everyone at the start of lockdown, like ordered a pull-up bar to hang over their their door frame. Um, if you've got one of them, awesome, use it. Do if you can't do a pull-up, do negatives, like lowering yourself down really slowly, um, just hanging from the bar, things like that. Um, but if you've not got a pull-up bar, that's absolutely fine. So basically, you want to do exercises that stimulate the same muscles. So any sort of pull exercise, a bent over row, um, banded rows. Um, it's quite hard to do like this sort of like like a downward pull. At yeah, home. what you can do is if you've got bands, uh-huh. open the door, mm-hmm. straddle the door and then like pull. So it's like basically like nice. a lap pull. Like that. Yeah, love it. The only um, thing then- with, the, with the bands is they're not like, it depends how thick your band is. That might be quite easy to do. Mm, um, yeah. With these ones, with banded exercises, you're in control of how much resistance. So make sure you've got loads, loads yeah. of resistance. Then if you've not got enough resistance, then really slow movement. So like tempo, like maybe like three counts, three counts back. Um, so then you're really putting a lot of time under tension. Uh, and then also like bicep exercises, you'll use your biceps when you do pull-ups. So get them get them going and guys christmas is coming so if you want to ask santa for the little thing that you hook over your door like i think they're tenner like they're not expensive Mm -hmm. um and you can take it on and off so it's not like you're drilling into your wall or anything like that i'd say it's definitely worth getting one um and yeah you can use your band to assist you um but even just hanging there and getting used to hanging there you can do things like hanging like raises and things as well so definitely worth getting one yeah yeah, 100%. Emma, do you have an affiliate code? <laughs> no, she doesn't. I don't think you do, do you? No, you I do don't. But do you know what? I do I do have it for the bands. And <laughs> I don't know how much I've made on Amazon affiliates. I'm pretty sure I've made like £8 this year. So guys, come on, keep it going. Keep the love yeah. going. 
Uh, okay, so mm -hmm. on the daily tasks, what's the accountability? The accountability is that Emma will post every day and then you write or you comment underneath what you've done. That's yeah. the accountability. Yeah. <laughs> Just brilliantly explained there. <laughs> what was it? Love the detail. Um, so basically, <laughs> I think at 7 or 7.30 every day, yeah. There will be a post from me in the group and it's self-explanatory, basically copy and paste what you've done that day. But there's like questions for you. You comment yeah. that under, under, under below. You comment that under below and that's your accountability for the day. So your coaches will come through, like things and just like make sure everyone is accountable and you're accountable to each other as well. And then if you do that every day, that's your accountability tick on the tasks. Yeah. Um. Do you have any advice for elbow pain, especially when doing pressing movements? Now, we do get a lot of questions like this, but um, a lot of these things are out with our scope of practice because we're just personal trainers, mate. We're no physios. We don't know anything. We don't know nothing. <laughs> um, but, but, and also the fact that we can't actually see what you're doing, so we can't, like, correct technique or anything like that. Um, so... My general advice is if any movement is causing you pain just now, I know like we probably won't be able to get a physio appointment because we're about to go into lockdown, avoid it. Don't do it just now. If you can get like a physio on Zoom appointment, because I know some of them are doing that, see if you can do that um, and try and get that fixed. Because obviously you don't want to be doing any, you don't want to be missing out all pressing movements. Um, yeah. You want to. If you do want to find a physio, I know a good one. So I can put you in contact who will Zoom you if you want. And it might not be like, even she would say like, it's not perfect. They can't feel you or, you know, do proper treatment on you. But she might be able to say, right, until you can see an actual physio or until you can come and see me in real life. Like, these are some things you can do. Because it might be something like quite common, like tennis elbow or golf elbow or something where it's just like, right, these are the exercises that might help, but avoid doing these ones. So shoot me a message if you would like an introduction and I can do that for you. Fab. Um, mm, 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 okay, here's one. Uh, is this program different to the EC method? I did a round starting in August and loved it. I've stuck to principles since, but may sign up in the new year for extra motivation. And then there was another post, someone actually made a post asking about um, the difference between EC method and commit to six. Uh, both of those are Emma's businesses but they are different and I'll let Emma yeah, explain. Yeah, so I think this will come up a couple of times, so it's good just to cover it now. Um, commit to six is different because it's one-to-one -one coaching. So you're allocated your own personal coach. And instead of anyone who's not done the easy method won't know this, but we do like self-assessment check-ins. Instead of that, you check in with your coach. So you have a discussion about things. Basically, if you want a little bit more one-to-one -one support, commit to six is better for that. It's a smaller group. Um, but if you got on really well with the EC method before, it's obviously a bigger group. Like the and from my perspective, like the goal behind the EC method is to get as many people in the group and help as many people as possible and impact as many lives as possible. Like that's what drives me to do that with Chloe, obviously. Um, and commit to six. Like if you were looking at sort of tiers, I guess it's a bit of like a tier. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't use the tier analogy, but it's like the stage up, I guess, in terms of support that you're getting. As in, you have your own coach. It's effectively one-to-one -one coaching. There's still the group setting, though. Um, and it's a much smaller group. So we, we cap the numbers on Commit to Six because there's literally no way we could get through the check-ins. Mm -mm. 
So yeah. that's the main difference. But if you want to speak to us about your goals and like, I'm obviously not biased anyway. Like they're both amazing programs. Some people, like there's a lot of people in this group as well, actually, which I liked about that post that was put up. Someone just being like, has anyone done both? Because quite a lot of people that have done both. And actually some people much prefer the EC method. Some people much prefer commit to six. Completely depends on the level of support you want and mm. like who you resonate with most and I don't know, a variety of things. So feel free to ask us like depending on your goals or depending on your preferences, what we think might be best. But yeah, it's, they're, they're different programs. They are very different in many ways. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, just, there's a little chat going on about pull-ups. Um, with gyms being closed, I go to local parks and do pull-ups in the park on the swings. Of course you do, Ollie. As long as you're not like, I hope there's like not a little queue of kids waiting to get on the swings. Really, you're like, just doing my sets of 10. Oh, God. Uh, okay, so there's a little chat as well, which um, I think we should talk about. Um, okay, so Ruth, I am strong, not cardio fit. I've always been overweight. I just can't get a normal weight range into my head as a possibility for me. I just don't associate it with me. I get so far in weight loss, then get this mental block. It's ridiculous. And if someone else said to, this to me, I'd tell them to wise up. When it comes to me, I just think overweight is me. Um, and then someone replied to that saying, hey, Ruth, I can really relate to this. I always say I'm the fittest fat girl in town. Just want you to know that you're not alone, which is already making me so happy. Like, I love yeah, this. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. I absolutely <laughs> love that. And you're not alone. Like, no. given how many people we've worked with, like, mm-hmm. this is such a common thing. And, like, your identity is almost attached to being overweight. And... I know it's not as simple as this, but like one thing we always try and reiterate is you have fat, you are not fat. Like it isn't something you are. Fat is a changeable thing. It is simply a store of energy and which you can use up or you can increase if you then intake too much energy or too much. So it's it's literally just like a battery that can come and go in terms of your energy. Um, or call it adipose tissue if that allows you to like, even fat has like, negative connotations to it because people call themselves fat or call other people fat and it isn't something that someone is it's just something that someone has and I think I got asked about this in my story the other day like like staying in shape quote unquote and things like that and like throughout our lives to some extent fat's going to fluctuate like our body composition will fluctuate it will never stay exactly the same there'll be situations where you put on a little bit you lose a little bit Shona's pregnant she's going to put on a little bit of fat and she'll lose a bit of fat like it's part of the process of like different stages of your life or even just different circumstances in your life but I do think that one thing that's that holds people back is this identity that's like attached to that so really over the next 10 days I want you to start catching yourself out on calling yourself fat or anything to do with that or identifying as anything in that way and just fat is a store of energy that I carry at the moment like doesn't say anything about who I am it it's like that is as simple as it needs to be and just keep trying to reiterate in that in your head that we speak about things like this all the time because it's so important to hear it about 50 million times before you actually internalize that so we just keep repeating these messages scale weight like having fat not being fat like different mindsets around food trying not to be perfect this imperfect action like all these things 
we reiterate time and time again on the podcast and on the lives and like throughout Commit to Six because these are the things we want you to internalize so that your mindset changes about this. And I mean, 90% of the reason that Commit to Six works or like, and, and the EC method, because we focus so much on mindset as opposed to just like, fat loss is, is simple. It's definitely not easy, but it's simple. Yeah, like so many diets work, so many different methods work. We didn't come up with calorie counting. Like there's a million ways you can do it. You need to create an energy deficit. That's not the secret here. Like the secret here is changing your mindset around how you do that and how it's maintainable. Um, do you have anything to add on like identifying as being overweight or even I think, I think what's hard is the disconnect between that's where I want to be, but I can't even envision myself getting there. Like, what do you do in that position? Mm -hmm. Um, well, what I really identified with is like the negative self-talk thing. Um, that's something that I've like always dealt with and it is so, so like, you see when someone says to you would you say that to your best friend would you say that to someone that you really love and you're like oh god no like hell no I would never in my dreams ever like do that um but you it's okay for some reason to say all these things to yourself um and that's something that I've really really been working on um and things like just uh yes Shona is pregnant thanks <laughs> <laughs> someone's just coming saying did someone say Shona's pregnant I am um, yeah, it's glowing. Just glowing. It takes a lot of work. It's a lot of work to to undo that negative self talk. And it sounds like you, if you're you say I'm always the sort of person that is overweight, then that's going to take a long time to un undo. Um, but, but that's the why... first thing you need to call yourself out on. Like sometimes yeah. it will seem like Shona and I being like a little bit harsh or like nitpicking. But when you say things like I've always been this person, always I'm always like this. Like no, you're not. That isn't who you are. That has nothing to do with who you are. And I bet if you ask any of your friends anything about you, they'd be like, oh, I love the way, like, do you know what most people will say in some form or another is I love the way they make me feel when I'm around them. They don't care how, like, like how heavy you are, how much body fat you have. No one's going to care about that. It's how you make other people feel that is your impact on other people and kind of like to a certain extent, like your worth in many ways. Mm -hmm. Um... But I do think pulling yourself up on like the negative self-talk that you're cl quite clearly have in your head, which we all do. Like, I'm not picking on you. Like, no. everyone is pretty freaking horrible to themselves. And actually, you're the one in your head all day. Mm -hmm. So you should be nice to yourself. Yeah, 100%. And it, there's also no like rules for being in this group. Like, you can be in this group and be overweight and not worry about the calories just now. Like, this is a 10 day group for you to enjoy moving, like a really positive place where you can share with people. And we are always here for you afterwards. Um, and we can definitely help you with that. Like, we have worked with so many people who have had that mindset. They're like, I just get to a certain weight and then I just like, I just lose it. Um, and we have helped people like break that barrier and in a really positive way as well like not in a way that we're like come on like like angry at you it's, it's really supportive and um in a way that's really healthy for not only your body for your brain as well yeah I do think uh taking the pressure off sometimes is really useful so mm -hmm. like even as you're saying okay focus on good healthy habits for the next 10 days getting mm -hmm. your exercise in like making sure you're checking in doing things that your future self will be thankful for. 
but don't put too much pressure on the food side. And I honestly, like so many people think, oh, as soon as I take the pressure off, like things are just going to go to shit and I'm just going to eat everything. The exact opposite happens. As soon as you take the pressure off, you realize you want to make these choices. And Neil put a post up basically saying this before, like it's the difference between I have to do this and I get to do this. Like instead of I have to stick to 1500 calories, it's I get to eat healthy, nutritious foods that are going to fuel me and make me feel good. And actually, if you are eating like largely quote unquote healthy, unprocessed foods, you end up not eating particularly like over your calories anyway. And because you don't have that restriction on you, even if the calories were the same, it's the perceived restriction that fucks you up. Like if you don't have that perceived restriction on you, then it's so much easier to stick to things. And if you did eat a little bit more, you get straight back on track because you don't have this perfectionist mindset that you've failed. You're just like, oh yeah, well, I'll eat a little bit less tomorrow or I'll have a smaller dinner. And you like, it just becomes so much easier once you take that pressure off yourself. So that would be our tip is to focus on implementing some good habits over the next 10 days. And the amazing thing about that is that this is kind of the secret behind the morning routine as well is that it's not the exercise that's making any difference like 20 squats in the morning doesn't really make any difference it's the mindset behind that I've started my day with something positive positive for my body positive for my mind and I've hydrated myself and like there's a positive that impacts every other behavior that you make that day it's the same way that starting an exercise regime or improving your exercise regime even if you don't look at diet will naturally make you choose better choices. And that's the emphasis in you will make better choices. It won't be forced upon you. It's just a choice. And now that you don't have that restriction, it's so much more enjoyable and so much easier to stick to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, should we um, round up? Yes. Round yes. up on day one's live. I hope everyone's enjoyed that. Yeah, it was really fun. And there was lots of questions came through. So thank you. Yeah, I love that everyone's helping out each other already and like sharing, sharing and caring. Yeah, because no doubt there will be like other PTs and coaches and and amongst this 1400 people. So yeah, feel free to do that. Takes the pressure off the three of us. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, feel free to share and help each other. But I more just meant like, you know, one person's like, oh, I feel really intimidated and just knowing you're not alone and that other people feel like that. And I think the real difference when you're feeling intimidated or like why I'm so impressed that people are here despite the fact that they they feel like they're the not the fittest person yet is Mm -hmm. that like you're doing something before you really feel like you're ready to do it and that's the perfect time to do it like it's so impressive that you're here and that you're starting and that you're trying and that there's so many other people that feel the same so you are not alone okay peace out y'all bye